Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534 and Rainbow with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be a mix of sun and clouds today. Maybe, just maybe, slight chance of a shower, a high of 61 tonight, cloudy with occasional showers, low of 42. And then for tomorrow, showers end of the morning, then mostly cloudy and a high of 63. It's already 31 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Man, what a show today. Give you the next uh, keyword to cash, your chance to win $1,000. Tell you all the details about that a little bit later on. And uh, Dwight Twilly from the Dwight Twilly Band is going to be on the phone with us today. He's got a uh, brand new best of uh, album, Best of Dwight Twilly, 1999 to 2016, the Tulsi years. Actually, a lot of great songs in that uh, on that record. We'll be talking to him later on. That and other stuff, too. It's just about 5.36 on Rock 102. You spread the word around. Spread it around. Spread it around. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 5.51 and Queen with Bax and Dangle on Rock 102. It's uh, chilly out there this morning and uh, going to go all the way up to a high of 61 degrees. And uh, tomorrow, uh, going to be rainy all day with a high of 61 as well. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well for the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. You're not. You're not going to make light of Harry Belafonte, are you? No, daylight never come and he's not going home. Well, maybe he's going home in whatever metaphorical aspect yeah, you no, might want to want to put that out. In. Actor, that. singer, and activist Harry Belafonte died yesterday of congestive heart failure. He was 96 years old. Makes you think. Wow, what do you think happened to him? Is there a uh, is there a cause of death other uh, than the fact he was 96 years old? Uh, yeah, his uh, congestive heart failure. How, how could that happen? I mean, d- doesn't you think he'd be going to the doctor and taking care of himself? You ain't gonna live that long if you don't do that. It yeah, was, I mean, you don't want to die young. It was probably best known for uh, the song I just sang, Deo, the Banana Boat song, which uh, got second life in the 80s thanks to Beetlejuice. He was also uh, one of the first non-white actors to achieve leading man status with movies like 1957's Island in the Sun. And he was uh, just as well as known for his activism when he was marching, whether he was marching with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. or working with USA for Africa, which organized the single... We are the world to raise money for to combat famine. All right, I don't know if we can forgive him for that one. I mean, that last what one. What are you gonna do? Uh, he was also longtime friends with Sidney Poitier, who uh, died last year in the early seventies. They did two great movies together, Buck and the Preacher and Uptown Saturday Night. I remember that one. Uptown Saturday Night. I sure do. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, I I liked him. I like his music. He had to, it was like Jamaican folk music. It was pretty good. You know, I, I've got uh. Calypso on vinyl. Do you? Yeah. It's probably worth a few bucks. Like like three or four dollars at the bin at yeah, Savers? Yeah. Maybe, but yeah, that, that uh, that's one of the biggest selling albums of all time. Did you know that? Calypso? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Is that the one with all the hits on it? That's shake, the one. Shake, 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 Sonata. That one? Believe so. Uh, jump in the line. 
I don't, I don't, I don't play it that often. Yeah. Uh, so I don't remember all the tracks that were on it. How would you not know all the tracks of Harry Belafonte? It is a source of embarrassment. I'll, I'll be quite frank with Listen, you. Listen, I mean, you, you bill yourself as Mr. Music over there with the podcast and the, and the fun bags and all this other stuff. Yeah, but and you, then see, you don't know the track listing on the. Harry Belafonte Calypso album? What kind of music enthusiast are you? I'm a hack, Steve. Yeah. I'm a hack. Just kind of going through the motions. Well, I knew that. Years what ago. I do. <laughs> 70-year-old uh, Sharon Osbourne said she's finally done with plastic surgery. Oh, so, good. So soon? She told The Sun that she's been uh, put off since her 2021 facelift, which she previously said made her look like a cyclops. Uh, quote, It frightens me. I really effing pushed it with the last facelift, and now I'm like, no more. Time is up against me. I cannot have another facelift, love. Now, what is that? That's, uh, <laughs> that's cockney, I is believe. Is that what that? Yeah, I believe that's... Is that that's, what that is? Yeah. Huh. In her 2013 autobiography, Unbreakable, Sharon said, quote, There's not much I haven't tweaked, stretched, peeled, lasered, veneered, enhanced, or removed altogether. I... I now, she'd be able to speak perfectly if her face wasn't so tight. Well, that's what it is. Uh, that's why she talks that way all the time. Because she actually talks like this. Right. But with all the plastic surgery and having her face stretched back, she talks like this. Have you noticed that a lot of people that have uh, surgery done to their face, uh, uh, it typically is, is all jacked up? Like, it never really looks all that great? Mm, yeah, it's not. Uh, uh, leave your face alone. You can totally tell. When people have that lip filler stuff and all that, I'd I'd rather just go with what aging is going to give me. Yeah. What you know, whatever it winds yeah. up looking like over time, I'm just going to accept it. Spin the roulette wheel. That's it. Uh, you might have forgotten, but when ET, the extraterrestrial so, extraterrestrial, celebrated its 20th anniversary in 2002, Steven Spielberg made a noticeable revision. He edited out the guns held by the government agents and replaced them with walkie-talkies. But for the 30th anniversary, he brought the guns back. And in an interview at Time Magazine's 100 Summit, he called it all a mistake. Stevens said, quote, E.T. is a product of its era. No film should be revised based on the lenses we now are either voluntarily or being forced to peer through. All of our movies are kind of a signpost of where we were when we made them. Exactly. The you know, and this is what I was saying about editing out, like, that movie, that uh, Adventures in Babysitting movie. Yeah. Yes, it's an insignificant movie. I don't think it really did anything for pop culture other than, you know, oh, it was a, it was a it was a it was a funny movie for a kid. Yeah. But when you when you try to remove stuff because it's offensive in in its current time or or you know offensive today rather than when it was made, you know, you're taking away some of the the history, the historical context of it. There is a Shouldn't be doing that. Um you know, years ago, I heard there, there was a country singer who did very, very racist tunes back in, like, the 1950s. Yeah. You know, like, that's what you're saying. You can't erase that from history, but Steven Spielberg is right in this aspect. It paints a picture of what history was like. Yeah, see, I think, uh, like, erasing history, I think, is a big mistake. Better to learn from what we've done than yeah. just, uh, you know, forget about it. Uh, By the way, doesn't that describe nearly every country western recording artist back in the 1950s and 40s? No, I don't. I don't think so. Hatred, racists. Eh, Johnny Cash wasn't a racist. Not that we know of. 
Well, I mean, he didn't, uh... I'm trying to think of a Johnny Cash song that would be uh, inherently racist. I can't think of any. And even if I thought of any, I wouldn't say it because I wouldn't want anyone to think I'm racist promoting his music. Uh, There might not be a better man on earth than Ryan Gosling to play Ken in the Barbie movie. Director Greta Gerwig even had him in mind when she was writing the script, but Ryan wasn't convinced. He said, if I'm being really honest, I doubted my Kennergy. Get it? Kennergy? Yeah, I get that. I didn't see it, but Margot Robbie and Greta, I feel like they conjured this out of me somewhere. Ooh, so I guess they... Really did a home run when they landed him. Yeah, I think Margot Robbie could uh, convince me to do a lot of things. Yeah, she's a uh, she's quite the gal. Oh, she's saucy. Yeah, so she had opening scene of uh, the Wolf of Wall Street <sighs> in that convertible driving down the highway. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kim Kardashian was all glammed out on the red carpet. Really? Yeah. She must have had something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I had glam on the red carpet was when Ray J tongue-surfed the Crimson Tide with my Aunt Flo from Red Bank, New Jersey, and that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five. You ever been to Red Bank? Uh, yeah, I think I have, actually. Uh, Caitlin? I never got that down and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once gave her the Dirty Denny's Grand Slam. <laughs> a little Texas tomato. <laughs> what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is we went to the cock of the walk and had some bung chow. Oh, yeah, there yeah. you go. Uh, yeah. And that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah! <laughs> And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, with Scott's four-step, four easy steps to an awesome lawn. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, tomorrow night is the first round of the NFL Draft. Now, I don't think that I need to tell you how important tomorrow night is going to be for teams like the New England Patriots, but I will. It's pretty damn important. This year's draft is particularly important because the Patriots are no longer seen as a viable contender for the AFC title. Hell, they're not even picked as a viable contender to win the division. This is what happens when your once-mighty franchise finishes their previous season with an 8-9 record, where you now put the fear of Jesus into nobody. All of that is going to have to change tomorrow night when the Patriots select their one and only pick in the first round at number 14. Who are they going to pick? Football players would be my guess. Big, strong, muscular football players with lots of speed, power, and athletic ability. If they can pick those kinds of guys, then that might be a major step up from last season. In fact, I believe that picking actual football players might be a step in the right direction for everybody. Of course, the Patriots will be looking to shore up certain positions, maybe some offensive linemen, perhaps some qualified receivers, maybe a defensive player per chance, a cornerback, a defensive tackle, any number of glaring deficiencies to fill. Now, of course, history would dictate that Bill Belichick's record of making quality picks is a little spotty. He'll have 11 picks, though, to grab uh, during this year's draft. And they can't all be crummy, right? Much of that will depend on a lot of different factors. He's got a pick in the first, a pick in the second, one in the third, three in the four, four in the sixth, and one pick in the seventh and final round. There's got to be somebody in there that won't be a complete bust. Otherwise, you're looking at a very long season of back-to-back mediocrity. Is that the kind of football that you expect out of the New England Patriots? Me neither. And perhaps more so than any other time of the last 24 years, this one might become the most important draft yet, which is exactly what I've been saying for the last 23 years. But hey, and if I'm I yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. It's grass versus weed. Which one's going to win? Here comes Scott's four-step. The turf war is over. You win with a healthier, greener-than-green lawn. Scott's four-step, only 100 bucks right now 
with your Ace Rewards card. You can find it at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm Bax. That's my view from the couch. And Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be sunny to start, kind of the same as yesterday. Sunny to start and uh, could see some showers this afternoon and a high of 61. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 61. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. Love the uh, the keyword to cash a little bit uh, later on. And also Dwight Twilley from the Dwight Twilley Band. Remember them from those guys from uh, the 70s? Yeah. Uh, he's got a brand new best of album out from uh, called Best of Dwight Twilley 1999-2016 Volume 1. It's actually a lot of really good songs in that record called The Tulsa Years. And we'll be talking to him after 7 o'clock today. Sweet. Uh, last night, I, uh, I I had to get my, my daughter had a uh, had a softball game, so I was you know kind of busy with that. Sure, but uh, in between uh, innings, I was uh, I was watching the East Hampton School Committee meeting on my phone because <laughs> it was so fun to do. Did you tell other parents, "Hey, leave me alone! I'm in the middle of uh, something very important civically." No, you know how I I kind of akin it to was uh, when Joe Castiglione used to broadcast the Red Sox games during the Jimmy Fund. Yeah, and they had to like interview a sick kid with cancer and he'd be sitting there and he'd be like all right jimmy i got jimmy who has uh, had his experience with uh, dana farmer uh, jimmy why don't you tell us about your experience well i was six years old when i first swinging a miss and a high fly ball to right center field <laughs> like he would just he would without skipping a beat he would miss the calls <laughs> the same thing last night uh, somebody's getting offended by the word lady and then they're like oh strike three you're out so anyway <laughs> Uh, I didn't get to see, for some reason, the the link for this particular Zoom meeting was not posted on the website. The last like Zoom link to join the school committee meeting was from April 10th. But this and is still a public meeting. Still a public meeting, and I'm like, I don't understand, you know, how, uh, what, where is this coming from? And then a friend of mine was like, hey, you watching this? And I'm like, uh, no, I don't have the link. So then he sends me the link, right? And yeah. I, get, I log on, and I, I'm looking... And, I, and I'm finally on the meeting. Well, I guess I missed uh, Lori Garcia, kind of just letting loose. This is the uh, this is the woman that was in support of Vito Perón. Of Vito yeah. Perón. And uh, so I, I guess I kind of missed that. But they they <clears throat> took the easy way out last night, and they've decided to wait a year and start the search all over again. Uh-huh. And then they're going to get some interim uh, people. Well, as I read the article on Mass Live, they want to kind of you know. Put the brakes on all this. Yeah, everything is running yeah. at such a you know, like a fever, feverish, uh, emotional yeah. pitch that they said, "Hey, let's uh, let's back off here a little bit. Let's uh, think in terms of an interim person, and then we can go ahead and start uh, crushing dreams all over again in the in the winter." Yeah, I I like and and so they they wanted to know that there was that third guy, uh, Bruno, who was uh, uh, who was applying for the position. Yeah. And then they voted to not like do anything with him, <clears throat> but they but they were all like, you know, he's a great candidate down the road. <laughs> down the road, he would be a good fit, yeah. but not right now, you know that kind of thing. So then they uh, they voted to wait a year. Uh, school committee uh, chairperson Cynthia Kwasinski said having the interim for one year would hopefully quiet things down some. What a bunch of yeah. what a bunch of cowards! Yeah. I mean, honestly, rather than you know try to correct what they've done wrong, what? which has been everything, what? they decided to push it off. So we'll all forget yeah. by then. Well, it's like it's like uh, it's like it's like uh, starting a fire and then throwing gasoline onto it, and then yeah. going, "Hey, how, how come the fire department hasn't showed up yet? How come we haven't put this out?" 
Yeah, I don't know if you saw the uh, the other story that uh, that came out yesterday. Uh, before ladies' controversy, East Hampton school candidate got glowing reviews. This is all about Vito Perone. Oh yeah, and what a really good candidate he was yeah. from the from the very beginning, and how everything in his career would suggest that he should have been your 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 person. I was going to say your guy, but that might be a microaggression. Yeah, well, you don't want to you don't want to go microaggressive on any of these people. You don't no, know what's going to happen. Uh, a vote came up on uh, Tuesday to re-enter into contract talks with Dr. Fido Perone at the behest of uh, uh, member Lori Garcia, but the motion got shot down as only two members out of the seven-body board voted in favor. On March 30th, school officials first voted to enter into negotiations with Perone, but a week later that offer was pur- purportedly rescinded after he used the word ladies in an email with two women uh, with his request for contract amendments. Perone's story made national headlines and ignited a debate about microaggressions and how they play out in professional settings. Uh, a vote to re-enter negotiations with Perone previously failed at the April 10th school committee meeting. On Tuesday, Garcia remained adamant that school officials should listen to the sizable support in the East Hampton community and beyond uh, that backed Perone in the aftermath of his controversial job rescindment. She should be the mayor. This, <laughs> she's, And I'm sure she wants nothing to do with it. No, she's but an she, educator, and she cares, and she's you know she's well aware of what is going on here. But she's the only one that's making any sense. Well, other, other than the, the lady that, uh, that decided, you know what, I'm, I don't want to be a part of the school committee anymore. Well, and that's too bad. I mean, obviously, she's got some medical stuff that she's got to take care of, but at least you had at least two people with sense on that board, you know? <laughs> uh, so the funny thing is... I'm I'm watching this meeting at the game, going back and forth, right? So then I finally get home from the game last night. It's probably like 8.30. I finally sit down, settle down, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to log back onto that Zoom and see if they're still at it because you hear about these meetings going for like hours, hours four yeah. or five hours. So I click the Zoom link again, and it brings me to this room. It's I'm on the Zoom, and I can see Marion Goldstein. Is that his name, Marion Goldstein? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, and uh, Cynthia Kwasinski, and I can see uh, Lori Garcia. Lori Garcia is just you know waiting for something to happen, and I'm thinking, oh, they must be on a break, right? <laughs> well, I must have been like in executive session or something. <laughs> I don't think they they have a little trouble with the Zoom settings up there. I, sure. I don't know who's running the show on that. So, uh, and I wish I, I wish I knew what the name of the person was that came on the Zoom call. But you see, Mary and Goldstein, like you know, they're all eating, like the, you know, they're having snacks. You know, well, it's, it's a long night. Well, it's, yeah, you gotta have some. Gotta pretzels. break up the monotony. Pretzels are making me thirsty. <laughs> and um, so, so they're like eating, and then like Mary and Goldstein makes some like joke about. Something about I thought you would be ready with all the interim candidates when we came back from this from from this session. Yeah. Like, him and uh, Cindy Cindy Kwasinski. And then all of a sudden this woman jumps in and goes, um, Cindy, I just want to let you know that there's nine participants on this call. Steve Nagel is still listed as one of them. I just wanted you to be aware of that. So then Cindy Kwasinski is like, oh, I, I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, uh, and then all of a sudden I was zapped out of the meeting because they, they zapped you. They zapped me out. Oh, yeah. I got on. kicked out of the East Hampton School Committee meeting. But I, I think I think what happened in the time that I stopped watching to the time that I got back on, that they were in another session, probably yeah. most of the people logged off. Right. Because they're probably boring them to tears, and they were fed oh, up. Uh, it, yeah, the thing, like, the, the, there's too much talking. There's too much almost 
there's no much too much over explanation of somebody's feeling. You know, going on. Oh, you know what I mean, I, I, listen. You know, these people are are bleeding from their hearts. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're honestly, uh, they're so distraught over this whole ladies situation that uh, they they just can't make a good decision. Right. If you put a gun to their head, but the fact that here they are trying to resolve all of their many issues, and their biggest problem in that moment, yeah, was that you were number nine in their Zoom session. I know, session. yeah. Like, that's yeah, a big, yeah. like, whoa, whoa, hey, wait a minute. Hey, there's nine participants in here. <laughs> and one <laughs> of them is an agitator on the radio. I just uh, I just thought that I, I was congratulating myself. I'm yeah, like, hey, I got, I got them to say my name publicly. <laughs> so that's going to be on a record somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right. At least they're listening. Yeah. A couple months ago, you might not have had that kind of luck. No, 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 no. <laughs> but now, but today, now they're listening. Yeah. We're and gonna, the people of East Hampton would be listening to this. Yeah, we we, we should do uh, East Hampton School Committee request hour. <laughs> All the you lady know, theme songs that we could think of. This whole thing is is such a farce, and it's such a, you know, it's it's such a, 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 a self-created mess. You know, here they are angry, whether, you know, it's they're, they're angry at you or me or, or Vito Perone. This is on them. This is their choice. They created this, and they've made it worse with every yep. passing decision. And then to push this off until later in the year shows absolutely no leadership but, at all from that committee. And, and, and Lori Garcia, you know, for, for, her, for her part, she, like, kind of chastised the rest of the school committee going, we never entered into any negotiation. We never even had a you know contract with this person. Yeah. And it's just the way this whole process has played out, you're not doing it the right way. She was criticizing uh, the mayor for last week receiving that email about Erica Faginski Stark. It was an email with yeah. the social media post that, that was supposedly shared. And apparently, nobody on the school committee even saw that email at all. They never saw it. They never saw the email until after the the fact that this had this had come out, and um, I guess the mayor had verified the uh, the Facebook account through with the police department. Well, I mean, the the police, uh, you know, <laughs> operates <laughs> at the behest of the school committee and the mayor. Well, I was going to say, like, what kind of, like, that just seems like, oh, yeah, here, take a look at this, see if this is real or not. Yeah, listen, I know you guys should be out there fighting crime in the streets of East Hampton, but would you mind doing a wellness check for a candidate for a superintendent? Yeah. Get- and and also run a, you run a, like, a security report on this email account yeah. just to be sure. Yeah. Yeah, can you do a freecreditreport.com for me, too? I need to check my score. Listen, I know someone who uh, may have drunk the water at Camp Lejeune. Do you mind if the yeah. uh, East Hampton police so, get involved? It was just a, it was just a big mess, uh, but I'm glad that my name got mentioned during the uh, the meeting. And I don't know if that was obviously wasn't the public portion. I, I got on somehow without oh. uh, knowing how I got on there. Well, uh, yeah, you put the brakes on this thing that should have been uh, over with, and you know what? You haven't really solved anything. You've just yeah. delayed your problems. I just wanted you to be aware that Steve Nagel is on this call. <laughs> That's your next T-shirt. I just want, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get those made up. We'll call uh, Fitz to a T or a GG, and we'll say, hey, can we, uh, can we, can we get those made up? It's 6:22 with Bax and Nagel on Rockwood 02. Since two Springfield's classic rock, it's 6:28 and Tom Petty. 
with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny to start, then rainy today with a high of 61. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 61. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. A little bit later on this hour, we're going to give you all the details about how you could win $1,000 with keyword to cash. i tell you now, but I, I don't have the time. You don't have the time because you don't have the word yet. No, I, I, I've got the word. I know the word. I just can't say it. But I'm not going to promote it yet because uh, there's a joke and then there's news and all that other stuff. Well, uh, is there? Is don't, you don't uh, you can't just pull out the word now? No, no. I, it's got to be at a certain time, and it'll be uh, after eight o'clock. I don't understand that. If the, the intro, like I don't know. You know rules wonder, are rules. Yeah, but Steve. you ever wonder? You ever wonder why the rules are the way the? I mean, we don't write the rules. I don't. I know what you're saying here. But we just have to follow the rules. Didn't you make you wonder sometimes why the rules are the way they are? Every single day of my life, yeah. and yet I still follow them blindly because I am a sucker. Well, you're just hoping to keep being employed here for some uh, time listen, before I, you start I'm knocking not, the rules. I'm, listen, I'm not yeah. pandering or nothing, but uh, uh, the way I see it, I still have uh, what is it now? I got. Uh, I only have a uh, limited time. All right, limited you, time. You want to laugh? I do. It's Bax and Nagel's Joke of the Day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> Classic Rock. Hey, what is a kidnapper's favorite type of shoes? I don't know. What is a kidnapper's favorite kind of shoes? White vans. Ah, you get it? <laughs> get it? Because, well, what happened to yeah, the rim I, shot I, I, there? I don't know. Oh, it yeah, it me, was uh, supposed to be funny, yeah, and then no, uh, yeah, you were supposed to play it. that little okay, thing. Hold uh, on. Yeah, there, there. There you go. Okay. I got it. Why must you completely ruin this joke every <laughs> single day? Dag nabbit! <laughs> Sorry. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102. 633. We're Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Naples Home Buyers. They buy homes as is and offer solutions to any problems. Naples home buyers. There's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. One person is in the hospital after a car accident on Chicopee Street Tuesday night in Chicopee. Uh, police said that a man drove over the median and was ejected as a result. It happened around 7 p.m. outside the 22 News Studios. Police said the driver was conscious when they arrived and is now being treated for minor injuries. Two dogs inside the vehicle were also ejected in the crash and are expected to be okay. Animal control is uh, currently caring for the animals. See, I guess you just, if you want to get more details, you just have to have the stuff brought to the 22 News Studios in order for them to give you an accurate description of what's going on. Well, could they see everything from their window? Well, no, the crew was out trying to find, looking at other stuff. Oh, I see. Ah, we saw a crane the other day. It was crazy. Smashing, smashing its ball into the building. <laughs> Toppled right over. It was nuts. Yeah, well, you know, uh... Chickabee Street's kind of a long drive from their uh, parking lot. It is. Uh, five feet. Five feet. Ten <laughs> feet. Got to go around the building and, you yeah. know, do maybe a three-point turn to get out of your parking space. Well, it was, was it like one of those things where, uh, like, one of, one, of the, uh, one of the news producers, like, there's nothing going on here. Such a and light then, news day. Yeah, and then, bam, um, <laughs> you know. Well, I, I, I keep making references to Johnny Dangerously because I watched it. Like a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> where the kid was like, uh, the kid was praying to God, and then a woman drops out of the sky into the kid's lap, and he's like, "Thank you, God." And you remember that? I do. I'm talking yeah. about? Was that was that that movie, or was that somebody else? Or was that <sighs> Animal House? I, I think that was Johnny Dangerously. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, what a great movie that was! Oh, it's so good. Yeah. 
I, that's what I wanted. I wanted to make a meme for East Hampton mm-hmm. with uh, Joe Piscopo going. My mother called me a lady once. <laughs> once. Yeah. Should have done that. Hard one. to believe he couldn't uh, replicate that kind of success with a Johnny Dangerously too. Uh, well, you know, Joe Piscopo was uh, the voice of my generation. You're 37 years apart. <laughs> I like the Family Guy thing where he's like, "Okay, uh, okay, Joe, I'm just going to give you some weights. Only use these in your downtime." <laughs> Uh, uh, crews were called to an explosion on Albany Street in Springfield yesterday morning. Uh, Springfield Fire Captain Drew Piemonte confirmed that the explosion occurred at the Joseph Friedman Company at 40 Albany Street. The force of the explosion damaged garage doors at the industrial uh, scrap metal business. Three injured workers were inside of the building at the time of the explosion but are expected to be okay. Numerous streets in the area are closed. No, Still? No, no. That's, see, this is what I'm talking about, about updating a story. Do you think anybody would say, hey, what do you think the cause of this accident was? Was it like, you know, a safety thing? Was right. it an, was it just like simply a haphazard? What what happened here at, at, at the garage? And then at least update the, your story that the, tra- the streets are closed. Well, it wouldn't take very much to update an online story. It doesn't take much at it, all. It, like minutes. And uh, I can't believe there's so much news and activity going on in our local newsrooms that you couldn't finish that story and update it in like 10 seconds. But, and the funny thing is they include the Waze map of traffic. And right now, if you look at it, there's nothing there. It's like, look at it. Like, hey, look at all the traffic here. And then you look down, it's clear streets yeah, everywhere it, you go. Everything seems to be flowing fine. Things uh, aren't going. Things not much is going on the Joseph Friedman company today, but uh, everybody else seems to be doing okay. A uh, sobriety checkpoint will be held in Hamden County to prevent the uh, prevent under the influence driving. Curl- Steve, where exactly will that be held, and at what time? Well, they can't say. Well, how I know? How am I supposed to know where I can drink? Well, listen, it's like one of five places that they go to. <laughs> it's always in the same five places. Yeah. So yeah. if you hear about like a notice coming up uh, like this, uh, just stay off those streets. I mean, you shouldn't drink and drive. No, you shouldn't. But I also think that these are kind of a waste of money and time. Because, you know, a true experienced alcoholic will know this information and will avoid all of these areas uh, at all costs. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you're catching the people coming from dinner who just had a martini. That's what's going on. There are also sometimes, and I don't know if you've uh, experienced this, where you could be in a bar. And someone catches word that there's a that there's a trap out there waiting for uh, waiting for everybody to be, be driving drunk home. Yeah. And all of a sudden it spreads to the bar like wildfire. And rather than people do the responsible thing, like try to find alternate ways home, yeah. they drink even more. Yeah. <laughs> they huh. say, well, then to hell with it. There's no way to win in this situation. I will continue to drink until we close this place. I, w- I will wait till that whole thing clears out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they won't be here at one o'clock in the morning. Well, actually, they are. They're there until about 2 o'clock. In the morning. Nah. You know, they do that whole thing. Well, I tell but, you, there's no way to win in that situation. Yeah, but the thing is, like, you know, you get uh, at the end of the report, you know, when they're do- all said and done with one of these things, they're like, we had 10 citations. And then people are like, you had 10 drunk drivers? Well, no, one drunk driver and uh, eight uh, headlights were out. <laughs> we had to give them tickets. Yeah, we had uh, we had eight citations, but we let twenty five thousand people through. Listen, we can't just stand here and do nothing all night long. <laughs> that would be a waste of taxpayer money. Yes, it would be. 
You know, and then they then they say, well, you get grants. That's how you run these things. Well, where do you think grants come from? Grants come from taxpayer money. It's just money appropriated from taxpayer money to do exactly what you're doing. Uh, let's see. Uh, Massachusetts has more than 3,000 lakes and ponds, but one town, but one in the town of Orange has been ranked the most beautiful in the country. Well, Steve, I don't know if you've ever driven through the town of Orange, but it is uh, just a breathtaking Well, you have to community. get through Athol before you get through Orange. Yeah, well, yeah. I think once you've, uh, once you've entered Athol, yeah. you know. Uh, Insider has released their list of most beautiful lakes in each state. For Massachusetts, Insider has ranked Lake Mattawa in orange as the best in Massachusetts. Lake Mattawa is an 118-acre uh, body of water just south of the Mohawk Trail. What makes uh, any lake great in New England is the fall foliage. In the fall, Lake Mattawa is surrounded by stunning fall foliage colors. The lake is also stocked in the spring and fall with rainbow and brown trout, making it an ideal location for fishing. Now, they have brown trout in Athol. Uh, oh, yeah, they got brown trout in Athol. That's where they come from. That's how they get over into orange. They find their way squeezing through a tributary right into the lake. I got brown trout in Athol. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, that's true. Uh, uh, you ever have a big mouth from Yarmouth? <laughs> well, I need it. What's that What's that hotel you stay at? Uh, the Camelot Inn. Yeah, there you go. That's the one. <laughs> that's the one you got to worry about. Uh, there was something else here I wanted to, uh, oh, there was the story on, on this United flight, uh, a United flight that took off from Newark airport early Sunday, turned around and returned to New Jersey three hours into a trip to Israel due to a disruptive passenger while waiting to use a bathroom. The man sat in a seat reserved for flight attendants and refused to move when asked by a crew member. Uh, he then argued with flight attendants. The man was escorted off the plane when it arrived back in Newark. Uh, United Flight 90, traveling from Newark to Tel Aviv, returned to Newark shortly after takeoff due to a disruptive passenger, United Airlines said in a statement. Law enforcement met the aircraft and removed the passenger. A new flight was scheduled to depart Sunday evening. Uh, United Flight 90 departed from Newark at 12.48 a.m. on Sunday and was back at the airport at 6.28 a.m. The flight was already about two hours behind schedule when it left, having originally been slated to take off at 10.55 p.m. Passengers were booked onto a flight for late Sunday. You know, the international travel, like how long that takes yeah. to, to travel to Tel Aviv. I don't know. What what do you think the travel time to Tel Aviv is? I don't know. Eight hours, 10 hours? Maybe 10. Yeah. 10 or 12, I would think, depending on, you know, those jets can do that now. You, you can know, fly that long. There's a time and a place to act up and a time and a place to not act up. An international flight, while you're in the air with, like, say, Eight or nine hours yeah. left to go before uh, before you land is not the time to start acting like a dink. You know, I was agitated at the lady who didn't have the kid in the seat the other day on the Southwest plane. Right. And that held us back about 35 minutes. I can't even imagine getting all the way up in the air. You're three hours into it going, man, there's only seven more hours to go. And then all of a sudden, this guy does this thing. And I, ladies and gentlemen, we're turning back to uh, New Jersey. And it's a three-hour ride back to right. New Jersey. You know, uh, if you were a passenger, mm-hmm. not the guy that's agitated. And you were a lady. Well, actually, I find that to be a microaggression, well, Steve. I... But if you were one of the other passengers mm-hmm. and you were sitting next to that guy, yeah, wouldn't you just want to take your seatbelt off 
and pop that guy square in the suck. I would give him the stink guy the rest of the flight. I don't think the stink guy does it justice. I think, this, no, I think the stink guy in that situation is completely inadequate. I think, I think that uh, physical harm <laughs> is, yeah, that's the is way perhaps justified exactly. at that moment. You're probably right. Exactly. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny to start, then uh, rain showers uh, throughout the afternoon with a high of 61. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 61. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh yeah. Live in... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 6.50, and the Rolling Stones of Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. going to be uh, sunny to start, then some showers later on today with a high of 61. Tomorrow, showers with a high of 61. It is 32 right now in downtown Springfield. Around 8 o'clock this morning, we are going to tell you what the uh, the keyword to cash is going to be for today. You'll hear it at 8, 11, 2, and at 5 o'clock later today. Listen for the $1,000 keyword to cash. You enter the keyword at rock102.com before midnight for your chance to win $1,000. Play every weekday to increase your chances. It's your chance to put 1000 bucks in your pocket with the keyword to cash. Brought to you by textmeforTires.com, uh, Kim Keough and the Nielsen team, Keller Williams, and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Um, you know, I uh, w- we know some people, and uh, I heard from a couple of other people of this thing that's been happening uh, throughout this area. Um, people's information has been compromised somewhere. We talk to Steve Weissman uh, every month uh, yeah. about these about these things, and 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 they're real. It could happen to you, and it's happened to several people. Uh, you know, and I know, and uh, I'm seeing it pop up on Facebook this morning of people warning others. It's an, it's an unemployment scam. It's a fraudulent uh, unemployment claim somebody makes on your behalf. And then the the other people have said this, too. It's some kind of debit card that comes in your mail, like it goes to your house. I, I don't really understand how the scam works. Uh, well, but, the scam that I, that I heard yeah. was that they received an email saying, check your unemployment folder. As as if you have, the, the, you, there's already a claim yeah. out there, and I don't know if, if gift cards were involved or not. But the person that I'm talking to, I was talking to yesterday, he's not unemployed. He hasn't had an active unemployment yeah. folder in years and years yeah, well, and years. These and, people that I know aren't unemployed either. Yeah, and it's a scam. And so you know now what you've got to do is you got to call uh, your unemployment office and prove who you are. So it's a it's a kind of a pain in the ass. But I mean. People are finding ways of profiting off your unemployment benefits. Yeah, it's like a visa reliant card that gets sent to you in the mail. I don't. There's something tied to that that ties it to this unemployment thing because all the people have said they've gotten these visa cards, which I don't. Under, I don't understand how that's tied to that somehow. Well, see, this is this yeah. is why they're scammers. Yeah, and they know. and we're not right because we would never even think about how to tie one to the other. Um, actually, uh. Speaking of scammers, somebody uh, I know, their Facebook page got hacked. I don't even know this person. I really don't know them. I just know, you know, I know who he is, uh, but I just, I don't really know him that well. Right. And uh, I get this message yesterday saying, hey, could you please help me out? And I said, what's up? And it was like, can you just uh, verify the code? I lost my phone, and can you verify the code in your email? Uh They're trying to get in your password for Facebook is what they're trying to do. Right. And uh, so then I sent a, a fake code 
back to the person, <laughs> and it says, it's the wrong code. Send me the code. And I'm like, oh, that's funny. I, I should have. He sent me a screenshot of the code. So I uh, I went online, and I found the most uh, – <sighs> Uh, offensive picture of uh, somebody's uh, nether region, uh, you know, uh, uh-huh. uh, very uh, prominently right. displayed. Yes. And uh, I sent that. And it says, that's not the code. Give me the code. <laughs> and I'm like, that is the code, you scamming, a- you know, a-hole. Right. Because you know, that's what I had sent to them. And, uh, and, and then all of a sudden, blocked and deleted. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, yeah, but see, that sucks because that guy now his Facebook page is compromised. That's how they do it. They yeah. try to they try to pretend you're they're your friend or wh- the chances are one of the people that they reach out to is a close friend of that person and would think enough, hey, yeah, I can do that for you. Don't ever do that. I've do been, not ever do that. I've been getting a lot of friend requests from people I'm already friends with. Yeah. You know, it's it's basically a, like a a, a mirror, like a, a mirror uh, yeah, like I, I got a, another one today from a guy I went to high school with. I'm already a friend of his. I've always been a friend of his. And, and, and are I'm, you I, really friends with him? Not really. Well, yeah. I mean, we were friendly in high school. That's a yeah, long yeah. time ago. Friendly in but high school. But nevertheless, I just deleted it because, you know, I anytime, anytime I get a friend request and we have nobody no mutual friends between us yeah that ain't never gonna happen and especially someone i went to high school with we should have about 200 friends between the two of us yeah and that guy had uh, had none, none. so yeah sorry fake <clears throat> randy you're not getting my friendship this time i think uh, I, st- I still regret it from 1977 i think what's gonna happen one day is we're gonna find out that there was this big uh, scam ring going on in western massachusetts and then uh, when they ripped the mask off the person behind the face facebook thing it's steve weissman <laughs> And I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids. kids and their yeah, dog, yeah. too. But, uh, no, he's always got some good advice. And check, go check. Make sure you're checking your credit report and all that stuff. It's really important that you do that. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm terrible at doing this, and I've been trying to get into the habit of doing it. Uh, but also checking my online credit card statements yeah. every month. You have to. You, ha- you absolutely have to because there's been some things on the credit card over the years that I had to dispute because there were dozens of charges that I that I had no right. knowledge of. They were just happening. And the, the problem is unless you're on it, yeah. you know, at some point there's, you know, there, there's only so much you can recover, but you have to be diligent about it and keep looking. And, and, and to be honest, I'm I've grown lazy over the years yeah. with that, and that's a mistake. And you gotta you gotta just make sure do a you get a free credit report from Massachusetts every year. You can do you know you can run all that stuff. Check your dark web stuff. I have that thing. That's the nice thing about that uh, credit card that I got. Uh, they do they offer the dark web. You know they search to make sure. And I found my my email has been compromised several times. <laughs> That I've had to change my password many times, and yeah. I now I do that out of habit. It's uh, six fifty six with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred and two. Two from the couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware with Scott's four step, four easy steps to an awesome lawn. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you, folks? Last night, the Boston Red Sox. Remember them? Ended the Baltimore Orioles' seven-game winning streak thanks to Boston's Duran Duran, who jacked a grand slam in the third inning. Hence, leading the Red Sox to a thrilling 8-6 victory over a heated divisional rival. 
That win puts the Red Sox into an exciting one-game winning streak and places them one game over 500. How do you like those apples? Oh, sure, the Red Sox are still in dead last place in the American League East, but let's look at the realities of this situation. The Red Sox currently have a record of 13 wins and 12 losses, and while they are arguably playing in the toughest division in baseball, the fact remains the Red Sox are currently in... Uh, currently the best last place team in the major leagues. Look at all the other last place teams out there. Kansas City, Oakland, the Nationals, the Reds, the Rockies. They can only dream of being 500. The Red Sox are sitting pretty in last place with a winning percentage of 520. If the Red Sox were in the AL Central, they'd be in second place. In the AL West, they'd be in third. And don't get me started where they'd be anywhere in the National League because they wouldn't be in last place there either. But in the American League East, they're down in the basement. What does that mean exactly? It means that before you give up on the Sox this season, consider this. Even in last place, they're only in only seven and a half games out of first. And although they are riddled with terrible pitching on nearly every statistical level, including the fourth worst ERA in baseball, I see the Red Sox making a real run at third or fourth place in the American League East by the end of the season. Will they make the playoffs? Aw, oh, hell no, but they will potentially cause problems for those that will. And if that's the best we can hope for, then they'll get my full support, which I'm sure is exactly what they've been waiting for. But hey, enough of my yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Four steps to a healthy lawn. Scott's four step. Get Scott's four steps now at Rocky's. A hundred bucks with your Ace Rewards card. No rebate nonsense. None of that nonsense at all. In fact, it's time for step one. So zip on over to your nearest Rocky's Ace Hardware and get cracking. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, it's uh, 7.09 and Molly Crew in Rock 102. This ain't Molly Crew. This is Dwight Twilly Band. It is the Dwight Twilly Band. You may remember their, uh, their big hits back in the 70s, mm-hmm. uh, Looking for the Magic, or this one, I'm on Fire. Yeah. Dwight Twilly was playing everywhere back uh, back then. One of the uh, four original uh, artists for that Tulsa sound with Tom Petty and... Um Leon, was it Leon? Uh, Leon Russell Leon had a Russell. studio down there too. Leon Russell, yeah. Well, Dwight Twilley's got a uh, brand new best of album called "The Best of Dwight Twilley, 1999 from 20 and 2016. It's actually a really good record, uh, the Tulsa years, and uh, and I'll maybe we should probably explain a little yeah. bit here before we uh, get into this uh, this conversation with Dwight. So uh, obviously they're on a different time zone, so we have to record these sometimes after the show. And yesterday after the show, we. Uh, Waiting for the call, and uh, and the phone rings, and it's it's actually Dwight Twilley's wife, who see, is seemingly like the phone manager, uh, who picked up the phone. Yeah. Now, no, then, now normally we wouldn't have uh, we wouldn't have included that in the interview, but frankly, she was the most interesting part of the whole interview. Plus, she was pretty much on the interview the entire time <laughs> that that we're interviewing him. So uh, it starts out with Dwight Twilley's wife first, <laughs> and here is what that sounded like on Rock One Hundred Two. Rock One Hundred Two. Yeah, I'm looking for Bax. Uh, this is him. Hey, Bax, Jan Twilly, Dwight Twilly Productions. How are you, my friend? Very good. How are you? I'm good, man. Uh, I medicated the German Shepherd so she wouldn't bark. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. Yeah, well, you know, you got to. I gave her two, two Trazodone. I, Dwight's 
like she's going to bark during these interviews. I said, no, she's not. She's out in the breezeway seeing tracers, man. I got her all. <laughs> Trazodone, that dog won't bark until August. <laughs> anyway, is this going to be Bax and Nagel? And I have one question before we go ahead and put you on with the white twilly. I'm, I'm on a cell phone on speaker, but my uh, radio guy said use a landline. So I got on a ladder and went up in the attic and found an old landline. <laughs> are, are, are you on the landline now? Because it sounds really good. No, I'm, I'm on my iPhone, and, and I was on with our my co-manager, Dean. He was walking his dog. He said he sound crystal clear. Actually, it sounds really good. Well, that's how I roll, man. Actually, you know what? Tell, time. tell Dwight to take it easy. We'll just talk to you for a yeah, while. Yeah, yeah. You sound like more <laughs> of the interesting interview. <laughs> Uh, just, uh, Stephen. Yes, 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 Stephen. You can, yes. And, uh, and does Dwight go, uh, does Dwight go back? And I said, could this be harder? You know, we don't get up at eight in the morning. <laughs> and, uh, we're not taping yet. It, so I've got Bax and Nagel. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Bax and Nagel. That'll could do it. You guys, could you guys make this a little harder for the first interview of the day? Oh, of course. Yeah, we'll be happy to. Yeah. We'll be happy to. How about, you know, Max and Max Dog? <clears throat> well, you know, I mean, Dog. I know, but, you know, uh, we've we've been doing this for so long in Springfield, we we, we don't even really have first names anymore. So, <laughs> just. Uh, okay. You're like uh, Phil and Brent in Tulsa, Phil Stone and Brent. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> uh, he was a good guy. He killed himself. Well, wow. well I mean, if, I think if you've done this job long enough, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, do you want to roll this on the iPhone, or do you want to call? Yeah, we, we can roll it on the iPhone. It sounds it sounds fine. It sounds perfect. All right. Well, you want to just go ahead and roll now, so I don't get behind. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fine. Let's roll. Dwight, you ready? It's um, it's D A X as in back and Nagel. Let me get you on with Dwight Willie. All right, we're ready. Darn it! And I'm pretty sure the German Shepherd's not going to be yeah. doing anything <laughs> for a while. <laughs> She's out there looking at her paw. <laughs> Back yeah. Speaker with the boys. Hello, back to Nagel. Hey, Dwight. Hey, I'm surprised to see you speaking. You didn't get a trazid on this morning? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I need one. So I don't, uh, you know, I, I don't know if that was your wife or, or your girlfriend or, or, or what it is, but uh, she seems to have everything all set up for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Does she go and do the sound checks for you before a show? We are. We are. Whatever it takes. All right. Hey, uh, congratulations on the... Uh, the wife, by the way. Uh, it is your wife. Okay, okay. very good. That's uh, Mrs. Twilly. Congratulations on the on the new album, The Best of Dwight Twilly, The Tulsa Years, 1999 to t- uh, 2016. I was just listening to it this morning. There's some great, great songs on uh, on this record. Yeah, absolutely. Tell tell us a little bit about uh, about this and 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 how you how you chose all this music. I mean, that's ninety nine to twenty sixteen. You you were busy during that period. Yeah, for sure. Really, uh, 
it kind of got started right about the time of the um, Northridge earthquake. Okay. Which, which woke us up just about as rudely as this is. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it will cause less destruction for you, Dwight. That's uh, that's our promise. <laughs> and we have, you know, we knew that we were going to have to absolutely completely leave our house because it was so damaged. Yeah. And uh, so we decided to just um, move back to Tulsa for a while. And uh, so we uh, packed up our, you know, our truck like the hillbillies and um, <laughs> went back home to Tulsa and uh, bought a house and built a studio onto our house and started recording. And this is really kind of a collection of all the stuff that we, you know, that's came through here in the last, uh, in this last amount of time from, uh, 99 till, uh, 2016. Now, and, um, this is, a, this is a volume one. So would this suggest that there's another volume of, of songs coming out or is it just a, a one shot deal? No, this is good. There's going to be, um, 20 more songs. Oh, well, very cool. More songs. So there's 20 on this, and there's 20 that have already been mastered, and they're just waiting to torture everybody. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell us a little about uh, about you and uh, Tom Petty and how you guys uh, met. Well, you know, we were label label met, mates. You know, so I met him in the in the offices of uh, of Shelter Records, and in Hollywood, and. Um, we, you know, we were like everybody. We were hanging out in a, in the in the office with our band guys, and you know, doing things like trying to get our guys paid. You know, we, right. we didn't have any money, and and uh, you know, and getting things rolling, rolling. And we had different things uh, at the same time. You know, we're kind of similar. You know, photo shoots. You know, around the same time, and and um, we and we did. You know, we did some. I did like a few television things and stuff. And so, you know, I, like I would have uh, Tom be uh, uh, the bass player on, on certain shows. And, um, you know, it was like that, you know, we were just, you know, so, yeah, I hanging mean, out. We're hanging. Yeah, hanging out. Yeah, guys, uh, friends, obviously you shared each other's, uh, you know, uh, uh, musical talents on each other's. Uh, uh, musical pieces. I, I, I see one here. Dwight, you provided guest vocals on "Stranger in the Night" uh, on the yeah. uh, Tom Petty and Heartbreakers album, right? And then he did. He, what did he do for you? He did uh, uh, "Girls," right? Yeah, sang uh, the backing vocals, the little uh, counterpart vocals. It's kind of nice to and, just uh, have him at your fingertips and going, "Hey, yeah, come on, I need you for this. Come, <laughs> come on over here." That <laughs> was handy. Yeah. Hopefully it was both of us, really. All right, let me ask you this. Okay, did you did you ever have like a backyard barbecue? I'm 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 considering you have since you're from Tulsa, right? Yeah. All right. What would Tom Petty bring to share? <laughs> this this is my question for all these celebrities that we talk to. What would what would Tom Petty bring over to your house? Like an ambrosia salad, a cucumber salad? I I don't know. Just re, uh, you know, thinking back on the status of his band and everything. I don't think he would have brought anything to eat. I think it most likely would have been something to smoke. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds more like Tom Petty to me. Uh, you know, a big bag of weed, a, a big bag of blow, something like that. That was probably more his speed. 
Yeah, I think it was more than weed. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, I remember you know, you know back in the seventies, the, the Dwight Twilly band. You had those those couple of great records. You know, and and what's kind of cool about about this uh, this new collection of of best of it's it's if you loved those old records, you're going to love this stuff too. And even if you haven't heard the stuff from from ninety nine to to twenty sixteen. There, there's a consistency about your songwriting that has never really gone away, and that's to me that's really cool to have that to have that consistency and that ability to just write great pop tunes uh, throughout your whole career. That's really an awesome thing. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but so, as as far as like a you know volume two uh, is concerned, how soon do you expect that to come out? Well, there's such a, a backlog on demand that uh, it takes about a year for uh, for the uh, pressing plant. Yeah, the pressing plant. Yeah. Uh, provide you with the next one. Very cool. So we're ready now with the first one. <laughs> yeah, it should be about a year. Well, it, 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 they can't wait for it to come out. Again, the uh, the name of the new album, uh, Best of Dwight Twilley, 1999-2016, Volume 1. Dwight Twilley, it's a real pleasure to talk to you. Thanks for spending some time and, with us today. And don't listen to it on Trazodone. Yeah, don't do that. Don't don't curl up with the dog. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Dwight. Dwight Twilley with, with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. GG Inks, screen printing and embroidery. They print their shirt on your back. Heck, they make the Rock 102 shirts that we wear. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 726 and the doors with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it's going to be sunny to start today and then the same as yesterday. Uh, clouds start moving and could see some showers throughout the area depending on where you are in the Pioneer Valley. Tomorrow's uh, rainy with a high of 61. It is 36 right now in downtown Springfield. We got a... We got a no, letter. we got what? a letter. Do you want to have a letter? Yes. All right. Let's open up the old mailbag. Letters. Oh, we get letters. We get your letters every day. Mailman, mailman, mail today. I read letters. Oh, we get letters. So uh, this was after last hour. I did a uh, story from the Springfield Fire Department. This uh, this guy writes in, Would you look into why the spokesman for the Springfield Fire Department is named Droopy Monty? <laughs> <laughs> was his dad one of the seven dwarfs? Uh, Droopy, an interesting choice to name your son. Uh, it's it's Drew P. Monty. Not, not Droopy, Droopy Monty. Monty. Yeah. Oh, no. There's a fire in the neighborhood. This is going to cause a lot of damage. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, it, that's that's not what his name is. His no, name it's is Drew, Drew Piamonte, not Droopy Monty. Uh, that's really all I had to say. Right? Well, I got nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's almost 7.28. News is next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. Areas of fog. 7.30. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome Hyundai today and get 0% financing on select models. 
Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The East Hampton School Committee met virtually Tuesday night to discuss their options as they continue to look for a new superintendent. All of this comes more than three weeks after the school committee rescinded their initial offer to Dr. Vito Perone at about, uh, and about a week after their second candidate withdrew herself from the running. After much discussion on what steps would best serve the district, the East Hampton School Committee has made a decision they will start searching for an interim superintendent. The goal of Tuesday's meeting was to decide the district's next steps uh, towards hiring a new school superintendent. At the start of the meeting, community members expressed their frustration with the process, which gained national attention when the school committee rescinded Dr. Vito Perone's offer following a perceived microaggression. The school committee ultimately decided to go with their second choice, Dr. Erica Fuginski-Stark, who then withdrew from consideration due to concerns regarding uh, controversial Facebook posts. I'm hopeful that the process can restart with new candidates, possibly, and I'm very thankful to the high school students uh, who found the post from Dr. Faginski-Stark, and I'm hopeful that all will be a part of the learning experience, said East Hampton resident Tara Robinson. After some discussion... Oh, no. Oh, no, go on. Say After some discussion, the school committee once again voted on whether or not to re-enter negotiations with uh, Perone, and for a third time, the school committee will not go forward with his candidacy. Instead, the school committee's chairperson, Cynthia Kwasinski, offered two possibilities going forward. Basically, they're taking the easy way out and saying, hey, we're going to slow this process down. Yeah, like we're tired of yeah. having uh, everything we say dragged through the mud because we keep doing the wrong thing. Yeah. So we're just going to... Uh, postpone making any decision it's really the cowardly way out rather than take responsibility for how you've jammed up this whole process yeah. now you're saying okay well let's uh let's stop with everybody being critical of us because it's hurting our very tender feelings and let's let's delay making yeah. a, a decision let's let's uh let Vito Perone uh, serve out his time as the interim <laughs> The interim right. guy in West Springfield, and we'll just uh, drag our heels until it's the right time. Uh, Lori Garcia kind of, you know, had her moment last night of of really ripping into the process of how this whole thing unfolded, and was basically saying how none of the processes that should be followed are being followed. There was a microaggression back in February that was brought up that no that that didn't go anywhere, you know. They don't, and then they don't like her saying that stuff because they're like, no, 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 that's all hearsay. That's all, or whatever it is. We don't want to talk about that right now. Here's the problem you've created this issue yourselves. I don't understand how they don't understand that. You know, the the selective outrage of these people is is pretty deafening. I mean, we talked about it before. You know, the mayor had her problems, uh, you know, a while back. You know, yeah. where she had to publicly apologize for making a potentially uh, racially inflammatory it comment. Wasn't potentially racist. It was pretty racist. Well, I'm trying to soften yeah. the blow yeah. here. You're right. It was a, a racist comment to make. And, uh, you know, I mean, uh, that wasn't a hearsay moment. And that required an apology. And that was acceptable uh, to some. Well, and then, you know, you got this situation where you know, all they have done is try to cover up the way they have made decisions in this in this yeah. committee and it just keeps getting worse and if they think that this is going to put a yeah. break on the uh, on the bad publicity they're getting yeah you're only delaying it for another day because uh, this is all going to come up when you want to <laughs> start talking about this again it was uh marion goldstein uh, one of these members of the school committee who 
kind of was disappointed in the way the community was behaving in reaction to this, you know, oh. kind of thing. Well, imagine how the community now, feels about how disappointed they are with their school committee. Again, I don't encourage anybody, and I don't believe anybody should be getting threats at their home or, you know, uh, online or, or wherever. That's not necessary. This is an issue. It's a, it's a voting issue. It's a voter issue now. Yep. And you turned it into that. And, and it's almost like they don't understand how it got out of hand. Here's how it got out of hand. You told Dr. Perone that that's what the reason was that why he wasn't getting the job. You said nothing else. Nothing. And then you told him he can say what he wants, but we can have this narrative of negotiation stalled. Now, a man of pride like uh, Vito Perone has says, I don't want that to be the narrative like I was some difficult person to deal with. I'm going to say what they told me to say right. or, or what they said, what they told me was the reason. That's how this came about. You can't go out and then backtrack. Well, then he was asking for too many days, and then I heard this about him. That 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 should have been brought up beforehand. And, and you've created these problems yourself, and I don't understand why these people don't understand that. Well, the crazy part about it is, and this was said last night, they never got to the point where they were negotiating right. with him. Yeah. There, there, there was never a discussion. Of, at the time, there was never a discussion about what he was asking yeah. for or whether what he was getting in West Springfield would be applicable to East Hampton. That, those discussions, they weren't, they weren't even at that point. But then to, to rescind it based on, on on a microaggression, which you know most people don't really understand uh, why it is a microaggression, you know it just seems to be just a like a small little yeah. nominal thing to, to 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 basically blow up this whole situation and make it worse. So last night I, I watched uh, a decent portion of this meeting. I had gotten the you know the link because uh, the link for some reason wasn't on their website. I had to get it from hmm. other people. So, but so I click on the link. I'm on the meeting, and uh, then I get bored with it because it's like, okay, you made your vote, and now it's just like now it's going into this uh, discussion. And right, um, it, it's, it's it's a little too dramatic. Some of it, you know, the emotion behind it and <clears throat> things like that. It's like it's like you what I don't know. You're trying to paint the picture like you're a victim here now, right? Be, which, but you know, to to be fair. Imagine you're on this committee, and you're not even the one in charge, but right. you're you're a, a sitting member of this school committee, and you're watching all this stuff happen, and you're watching everybody in town think that you must be a jerk because you're on the school committee. You're watching this happen. What do you think is going through the, your, your mind? I mean, I would think, how can I get out of this? How can I continue to walk around town with my reputation intact? You know, they, they must be thinking that this thing is – so out of control that they, that, that, I mean, it has to be, I would love to get into the mind of not no. the chairperson, not the mayor, but everybody else I, on this committee. I think I'm just making an assumption, but that's the way the appearances of, uh, I think it was Mr. Hersey, uh, Ben Hersey yeah. is one of the, the members there. He, he looks like Mark Zuckerberg. He's the one that, but he looks <laughs> like he does like, he really just, I, you know, I volunteered because I thought I was doing a due diligence to the community and, not, I wasn't expecting any of this, you know, right. to, to come about. So it is kind of like, 
yeah, you weren't you didn't sign up for this thinking that this was going to happen. It's not like you're the part of the New York City Public School District or or something like that. <laughs> I understand that. And again, nobody deserves threats, but you also created the, this yourself. So I get off the meeting because it got kind of boring. And then about 8:30 last night I get back on the meeting just to just to see what was going on. I didn't they probably went into like executive session or something. So when I come back out when when they when I go back on <laughs> I see Marion Goldstein like eating an apple or something, and uh, you know Cynthia Kwasinski doing her thing. Lori Garcia is just sitting there, and then uh, I guess oh, I'm like they're taking a break. I'm just, I'll just wait for this to happen. Well, apparently somebody doesn't know how to shut off the settings to not let people back into the meeting <laughs> if you're going into an executive session, and uh, all of a sudden Suzanne Colby chimes in, and you can see it, like the, the the face flashes across the screen. Uh, Cindy, uh, Steve Nagel is still showing as a participant. I just want you to be aware of that. <laughs> and then within seconds, Cindy Kwasinski goes, well, let me see if that's true. And then zap, I was off the meeting. Wow. Yeah. So. Well, when's their next meeting? Uh, I think like, uh, next week, next week or two weeks from now. Or really? so. It's like every two weeks, I think. That they well, will they be, uh. Will they be alarmed when Dick Gozinia is one of the uh, the members of the uh, of the yes. Zoom call? Uh, Cindy Barry McAuchner is still <laughs> on the line. I don't know how do we get him off. Who's this Oliver Closeoff? <laughs> Who's doing that? Yeah, this is a, it's kind of fun to, to yeah, to, boy, to, it really is. Uh, the Holyoke <laughs> Mayor's Office. Recently released a statement about their investigation into Officer Sean Williamson. Actually, just go back for a second. Yeah. I'm just so happy my name was mentioned during. Oh, that you meeting. should. You're now you're part was, of the yeah, news. Yeah, because now it's it. It's gonna have to be part of the minutes. Or, or oh do, yeah. Or does it not? Or does the minutes don't start until the actual like thing happens? Well, the meeting was still going on, right? Yeah. They were still discussing but, stuff. But but it's an executive. Se- it's one of those things that you're never going to get the minutes until like six months from now or oh something my when God. it's all said and what done. A, what a beautiful moment that I'm pr- is. I'm proud of myself. You should be. Yeah, I'm proud of you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, anyway, uh, the Holyoke Mayor's Office released a statement about their investigation into Officer Sean Williamson. Uh, the statement says Officer Sean Williamson was placed on a five-day suspension without pay for unprofessional conduct of an officer. An investigation was initiated when Holyoke Police Supervisors were made of an alcohol-related incident involving Officer Williamson. Alcohol and cops? Never Never seen that before. That's like uh, oil and water. Those (laughs) things don't mix. I don't know of a single cop that's ever had a drop of alcohol touch their lips. The uh, Holyoke police saw criminal charges against Officer Williams. The charges were dismissed in court as the investigation was completed. Discipline was brought forth by the Holyoke police chief, David R. Pratt. Williamson was placed on suspension uh, from April 17th through the 23rd. Mm. I'd like to know what the incident is. Yeah, well... You'll have to go on that Zoom call and see if you can agitate there, too. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. L- who's Licks Lots of Box? <laughs> Who is this guy? <laughs> a man who's aggressive and erratic driving in Windsor Locks caught the attention of state police last month and was identified and arrested on Monday. 23-year-old Trent Logan of Enfield was charged with first-degree reckless endangerment, interfering with an officer, reckless driving, and failure to obey the signal of an officer engaging in a pursuit. Troopers said they were conducting traffic enforcement operations on I-91 on March 21st when the driver of a dark-colored Dodge Challenger 
was clocked at 132 miles per hour. Damn. As he passed other vehicles. As the trooper tried to catch up to the Challenger, the driver accelerated and passed vehicles on both shoulders of the highway. State police uh, said it has become increasingly dangerous to other drivers as the suspect then reached speeds of about 140. In uh, interest of safety, the trooper determined uh, terminated efforts to catch up with the Challenger and exited the highway at exit 46 on the off-ramp in Enfield. Uh, while traveling on the exit ramp, the trooper observed the same Dodge Challenger had also exited 46 and was located at the bottom of the ramp. Trooper activated his uh, lights and siren and tried a motor vehicle stop. In response, the driver abruptly accelerated and entered I-91 southbound, again traveling in a rag and reckless manner at speeds of excess of 100 miles an hour. The trooper again terminated efforts to stop the Challenger based on the risk of public safety. Investigators eventually identified the driver as uh, Logan. A uh, warrant uh, was granted on April 21st. Enfield police reported that they stopped him on April 24th. He was in the same Dodge Challenger. That's got a lot of balls to be driving around the same area in the same car. Well, when you got a, a car with that many balls on it, yeah, yeah. you're going to show it off. He was arrested at that point based on the warrant from the state police. He was uh, held on a court-set $75,000 bond. You know, you can say what you want about whether this guy is irresponsible for driving that fast. The thing that sticks in my mind is, hey, you got a Dodge Challenger that's on the road, still can do 140 miles an hour. That's a guy that's taking care of his car. Yeah, well, Dodge Challenger's a pretty... Uh, no, I realize it's, a, it's kind of a muscle car, but yeah. uh, but nevertheless, 140. <laughs> that's that's hauling. That's going fast. Yeah, my we, car couldn't go 140, even if you dropped it from a building. I had a I had a Dodge Caravan once, got it all the way up to 62. <whistles> Should have seen that baby fly down the highway. Totally cherry. Yeah, goes from zero to 62 in 30.9 seconds. Dude, I had a Toyota. Cur- Toyota Tercel wagon, 1981. Ooh. Tercel wagon. That thing would go from zero to 60 in four and a half weeks. That thing, that's awesome. Oh, man. Uh, your Pioneer Valley Sweet Wheels forecast is going to be uh, sunny to start, then rainy this afternoon with a high of 61. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 60. It's 38 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Pro contractors depend on Pro Tool in Springfield. If you cut concrete for a living, we've got your back. Gas and electric cutoff saws. Gas, electric, and diesel slab saws from Diamond Products. Pro contractors depend on Pro Tool in Springfield. Core drills in all sizes. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 751 and Billy Idol with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Sunny to start today, then cloudy with uh, some afternoon showers and a high of 61. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 60. It is 38 right now in downtown Springfield. So you know me. I'm kind of like a, uh, a, a shameless publicity whore. Yeah. You know, if someone's going to promote something, it's yeah. going to be me, and yeah, I'm just going to... you awful know. at that. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, anyway, uh, yesterday I posted on, uh, on uh, the social medias, <clears throat> the Rock 102 Mornings uh, Facebook page, about uh, this week's Baxi's Musical Podcast, which I talked to a Deborah, Deborah Ayal from uh, the band Romeo Void. And I uh, you know, gave a little description of uh, you know what we talk about, where to find the podcast and all that other stuff. And some guy wrote a comment that says, um, who? And I thought I gave a very good, uh, complete answer. And I said, Romeo Void was a band that released three albums in the 1980s. Their first hit, Never Say Never, was released in 82 and was produced by Rick Ocasek of the Cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would become an early hit in MTV. Their next hit, A Girl in Trouble, is a temporary thing, cracked the top 40 in 1984. Romeo Void would break up soon after that. 
And on Saturday, they released Romeo Void live at the Mamuhe Gardens, November 14th, 1980, a show that was recorded at the legendary San Francisco nightclub just nine months before their first album was released. And now you know. And that's all you need to know. You can find it on an Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcast, and a rock102.com. I wasn't listening to anything you just yeah, said. Yeah, I know. I know yeah. you weren't, and I and I get it because you got something else to do, but I but that is what's happening. It's actually a really cool interview, and uh, I hope you enjoy it. I got some really good ones coming up in the next few weeks, uh, I promise. It wasn't because I have something else to do. I, I just uh, expressed a complete lack of interest. Yeah, I know. I yeah. know. I, I, I sense it. I yeah. Hey, I feel it. <clears throat> you have a podcast? I do. Yeah. Oh. Only, uh, only uh, 171 episodes so well, far. I, well, yeah. I've never heard it, but you can hear this. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, all right. Well, that was, uh, well, that yeah, was clip number hear, one. I wanted you to hear that. Now clip number two. <laughs> uh, actor, singer, and activist Harry Belafonte died yesterday of congestive heart failure. Come, Mr. Tallyman, call me banana. 96 years old. Uh, this song, The Bear, had a resurgent popularity when it was featured in the 1988 film Beetlejuice. This album never went away. No. Major selling ra- album back in the uh, 50s. I believe there's other songs in part of this. Okay, I believe you. That was that was this one became popular because of Beetlejuice too because it yeah. was the uh, the end of the end of the movie. So I don't know. They said there's another one on here too. There is. Yeah. Sad to say I'm on my way. I will be back for many a day. My heart is yeah. down. I don't like that one. Come on, it's a beautiful song. I like I like Mama Look a Boo Boo. That's a good one too. About your ugly father. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. And then he's beating the children with a stick. Well, that's the part that I didn't like. Wait, you didn't like the when he was beating the children with the no, stick? No, I can't uh, I can't abide by that. Uh with when the historic sports news broke about Aaron Rodgers becoming the new quarterback of the New York Jets, ESPN hosts and guests were thrilled to report it and celebrate it. Here is a montage. We have breaking news right now. Breaking news. Finally, after almost 6 weeks of running on a treadmill, baby, we've got some movement. This was a trade of biblical proportions, which is why it took 40 days and 40 nights. Aaron Rodgers is being traded. The trade is coming down. Broadway Joe Namath, it's over. This is Aaron Rodgers' time, baby. You're talking about a four-time MVP leaving the smallest market in North American professional sports for the largest. Watch out, everybody. Here come the Jets. Yay! Yay! Just wait to just wait until you're uh, nine and eight on the season. Yeah, I was ten and say, seven, putting all your baskets in a forty-year-old quarterback and leveraging all of your future with all them draft picks. Uh, he's no Tom Brady, that's for sure. <laughs> well, there are many people that would believe that. And uh, our final clip: five judges crowned the winner of the European Gull Screeching Championship, which uh, is held in Belgium. Did you even know that that I, was a I, thing? I had no idea. Jarmo Slutter of the Netherlands walked what? away. Jarmo Slutter. What did you call my wife? <laughs> Mrs. Slutter. Mrs. Slutter. <laughs> walked away. Don't with you the... say that about my mother? Uh, Cindy, I just want you to know Jarmo Slutter is on the call. <laughs> I just wanted you to be aware of that. Well, not anymore. <laughs> anyway, uh, he walked away with the title, and this is his winning seagull screech. 
Oh. <laughs> uh, that sounds like just like the real thing. Yes. It does sound like a real seagull. Yeah, I guess it does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well I'm, I'm sure all the slutters are very proud. Yeah. <laughs> the slutter. Well, there's uh, there's the there's dirty slutter. Yeah. And, there's uh, the, a mother slutter. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, yeah. Right. There's all yeah. kinds of slutters in that family. All kinds. <laughs> I like sloppy the best. You like that one? Yeah, yeah. yeah I like yeah. slutter butter. I don't know about you. Oh yeah, yeah I like I slutter butter. Yeah. <laughs> You're uh, and that's it. That's uh, now hear this at 7:57 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Pay the price. Respective companies. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, with Scott's four-step, four easy steps to an awesome lawn. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, tomorrow night is the first round of the NFL Draft. Now, I don't think I need to tell you how important tomorrow night is going to be for teams like the New England Patriots. But I will. It's pretty damn important. This year's draft is particularly important because the Patriots are no longer seen as a viable contender for the AFC title. Hell, they're not even picked to be a viable contender to win their division. This is what happens when your month's mighty franchise finishes their previous season with an 8-9 and nine record where you put the fear of Jesus into nobody. All of that is going to have to change tomorrow night when the Patriots select their one and only pick in the first round at number 14. Who are they looking to pick? Football players would be my guess. Big, strong, muscular football players with lots of speed, power, and athletic ability. If you could pick those kinds of guys, that might be seen as a major step up from last season. In fact, I believe that picking actual football players might be a step in the right direction. Of course, the Patriots will be looking to shore up certain positions, maybe offensive linemen, perhaps some qualified receivers, or maybe some defensive players per chance, a quarterback, a defensive tackle. There are any number of glaring deficiencies to fill. Now, of course, history would dictate that Bill Belichick's record of making great draft picks is a little spotty, but he'll have 11 picks to grab during this year's draft. They can't all be crummy, right? Can they? Much of that will depend on a lot of different factors. He's got a pick in the first, a pick in the second, one in the third, three in the fourth, four in the sixth, and one pick in the final round in the seventh. There's got to be somebody out there that won't be a complete bust. Otherwise, you're looking at a very long season of back-to-back mediocrity. Is that the kind of football that you expect out of the New England Patriots? Me neither. And perhaps more so than in any other time over the last 24 seasons, this one might have become the most important draft yet, which is something I've been saying for the last 23 years. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. It's grass versus weeds. But wait, here comes Scott's fourth step. The turf war is over. You win with a healthier, greener than green lawn. Scott's fourth step is only 100 bucks right now with your Ace Rewards card at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 811 and Dream On from Aerosmith on Rock 102. Going to be uh, sunny to start, then uh, cloudy this afternoon with a chance of some showers and a high of 61. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 60. It's 38 right now in downtown Springfield. Steve, before you start anything, I uh, need to tell you that it's time for the keyword to cash. Your $1,000 keyword uh, could land you 1000 bucks. You ready for this? I'm ready. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Today's word is rich. That's Rich, R-I-C-H, rich. That's R is in rich. 
I is in I would like to be rich. C is in see all these riches I have. And H, uh, holy crap! Look at all these uh, all these dollar bills. But how is it spelled? R I C H. Now you have until midnight tonight to enter uh, today's thousand dollar keyword for a chance to win a thousand dollars. Your thousand dollar keyword today is rich from Rock One Hundred Two Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, are you a good driver? Um, if I'm being honest, uh, I'm mediocre. Mediocre. Well, yeah. I'm, s- I'm not one of these guys that uh, is a great driver. I'm not a, a guy who actually uh, enjoys driving. A new survey. Survey said. I uh, said uh, that you can blame your parents for all of this. Really? Yeah. Uh, if someone cuts you off in traffic today, don't blame them. Uh, blame their parents. According to this, that's uh, probably where they got it from. Someone asked a thousand people about their driving habits and also their parents' driving habits. And if your mom or dad did things like speed or roll through stop signs, there's a much higher chance you do it too. Mm. Uh, Two thirds of people who admit to dangerous driving say they were raised by parents who were also bad drivers. People in that group were three times more likely to have been pulled over in the past 10 years and three times more likely to have points on their license. Okay. Okay. Uh, People, uh, here are some habits, bad habits. Parents are most likely to pass down. Speeding. 55% of people who speed say their parents did it too. I never, uh, never got that habit. My mom used to be somewhat of a lead foot. Yeah. I'm not really a lead foot. And my dad, you know, has, uh, is visually impaired. So, uh, you know, he is not, uh. He's no longer on the road, and for damn good reason. Yeah. But uh, I was never a lead foot. Never? No, not really. I, uh, I've i been got... pulled over for speeding, don't get me wrong, yeah, but, yeah. but generally speaking, I'm usually about the speed limit. I got, it was interesting because I had a, I had a, a like a red vehicle one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a, like a Toyota RAV4 that was uh, very red, like fire engine truck red. Yeah. Uh, That's a target. Great vehicle. It just, you know, the color was a little... Popping out at you, yeah, right. driving down the street, yeah. And it was it was mentioned to me that you know red cars are the most pulled over vehicles in uh, you know on the road because I think because of the prominent color. And I said, yeah, come on, that's a bunch of nonsense. I got pulled over like four times in that car for doing <laughs> like like five yeah. to ten miles an hour how, over the how, speed limit. How old were you at the time? Uh, probably in my early thirties, I think. Okay. Yeah. I would yeah. say if, if you're like 25 to 35 yeah. and you're driving around in a red car, yeah. you are a target for the cops. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm yeah, sure. Cause they, are. they see yeah. you coming from a mile away. Um, but, uh, yeah, I never, I never was a lead foot either. No. Uh, road rage. I, I will, I will get <laughs> angry in my own car and yell like, like, I, like as if the person is standing there next to me. Sure. Because I'm not about to get into a confrontation in traffic because we've all seen how those work out. Right. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I get road rage yet, like, you know, getting mad at somebody on my own. Yesterday I met a buddy at La Fiorentina here in uh, East Lameadow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we get together for coffee like uh, once a week, once every other week or whatever. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm coming beard, out of there. Is that your beard? N- no, oh, just, okay. a, just a, a, a good friend. Okay. And uh, I'm... I'm uh, <laughs> I'm pulling out of there, right? Yeah. You know that you, you know that uh you know that gas station across the street? Yes. Okay. I am proceeding uh on the road uh in a in a very safe fashion. All of a sudden some woman comes pulling out of the gas station 
and cuts me off. Like she didn't even see me coming. Like she didn't even look to her her right yeah. to see there was an oncoming car. Me in my vehicle. And we could have very easily crashed and, and caused a problem. You know what prevented me from getting involved in a real road rage incident? That TV show on Netflix, Beef. Have you seen this one? No, no. You haven't seen Beef? No. All right. It's it's a show that it revolves around a road rage incident that then escalates to a long-standing feud between this man and this woman, and uh, to the point where, and I don't want to, I don't want to say everything, but in an effort to get back at this woman who uh, who, who really was the aggressor in all this, or at least it seems. Uh, the guy got into her house and uh, relieved himself all over her bathroom floor. So, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a hell of a show. It's a so great it's show. it's a thing you have in the back of your mind. In the back of my mind, I don't want to start any longstanding feuds with anybody. So now I'm kind of like a little gun shy on expressing my opinion on the road because I, I don't, I don't want to be that guy. And I don't want this woman to come to my house and, and relieve herself on any one of my floors. What's that movie from the 70s that had the guy with the... Uh like the, it was a it was a tractor trailer, uh, and he it was the thing was following him all over the place. You know uh, what I'm talking about? No, you don't remember that movie? N- who was in it? I, you know what? Now I'm gonna have to look it up. I I don't I don't have the means to look it up right now. Um, but it was a, it was a movie. And Hitcher it was, was it Hitcher? Uh, Convoy. No no no! It was a guy who was being ch- uh, let's see Cannonball Run movie man chased. By tractor trailer. That was a that was a scary duel. It was called Duel. Duel. Nineteen seventy one. It was a Steven Spielberg film. In nineteen seventy one, huh? Yeah. I don't. I don't know that one. Yeah, uh, nineteen seventy one American action thriller. Uh, by it centers on a, a business commuter played by Dennis Weaver driving his car through California to mm. meet a client. However, he finds himself chased and terrorized by the most. Uh, mostly unseen driver of a semi truck. The screenplay by Richard Matheson adapts his own short story of the same name. Uh, it's it's a pretty uh, pretty wild story. I bet it this is. This guy's getting chased around like he can't get away from the truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't I don't I don't know that uh, that Spielberg yeah. film. I mean, if uh, you know if they're aliens or uh, you know whatever, I would I would know. But uh, I don't know that one. But uh, Beef, check that out. That's a good series. All right. Poor spatial awareness, like drifting into other lanes. I yeah, see that happen. Sometimes all the time. I do that. Yeah. Uh, being a bad parallel parker. I'm actually a very good parallel parker. Parking is where I excel. Yeah. That's uh, that is my number one uh, talent in a car. Uh, sudden moves, like cutting people off. I see that all the time too. I have a tendency to uh, have sudden moves, but not to cut people off. I like like I overreact if I pe- see people like coming to a stop sign a little bit too fast. Yeah. Or, or to a stoplight. I don't. I don't know if they're even paying attention, and I don't want to get t-boned. Always using. Here's the good habits. You want to hear the good habits that we have? Sure. You don't want to get t-boned either. Uh, what about? Uh, already got a t-bone. We already have a t-bone here. <laughs> what was the other nickname? Gammy. 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 <laughs> uh, the, the good habits that we have. Always using turn signals. Forty-six percent who do it say they learn from their parents. You know, I I do this. It's such a habit. Like, I'll be in the parent pickup line, yeah. and even though the line wraps around the building and you're just following in just like a little line, 
even when I get up to the corner of the parking lot, I'll put my directional signal on. I'm like, why am I putting my directional signal? I, I, I do, I do it, it for I, everything. I do it when I go out of my driveway. It's right? uh, it's so, it's muscle memory for me. If yeah. even when I don't need to put on the uh, the, the the signal, I do. Right. Uh, staying calm behind the wheel. I'm very good at that too. Most of the time, I stay calm behind the wheel. Uh, I've actually avoided several major accidents by being calm. Yes, I've done that too. You know, you see something come in your lane, and you can easily. You know, it's not that you can easily do it. It's like you've you've reacted fast enough. Yes, and you're going to be okay. Whew, right by. I have never been at fault. You have never been at fault for an accident. No. Really. Even uh, off the record, if you will. Never been at fault. Uh, driving uh, the speed limit. That's another good one. Moving over so other cars can pass. You should move over for any car that's on the side of the highway if mm-hmm. you can. That's a, that's another dangerous one that uh, people do all the time. They just speed by somebody changing a tire on their car and you're going by at 80 miles an hour. You're right. It's dangerous. Uh, and letting people merge. You know what? I hate that. I, I hate when someone doesn't let you merge. I mean, when it's very clear you're trying to get over to like a an exit lane and you decide to speed up so they can't. Well, I, I, that drives me crazy. The merging I don't like is the merge of the last minute merge or last second merge, right. if you will. You get all the like, let's say you can see the line of traffic forming. And then even though, you know, the like, let's say the right lane is going to be closed. People still go all the way up to that right lane. You have to do that zipper merge thing, and that's how traffic flows better. People in, don't get that. In certain situations, yeah. okay, uh, you don't have a lot of time to to merge. I mean, you don't have right. a, little, a lot of time to, to get over. Like, for example, if you're on you know, 91 heading north and you want to get onto the uh, the South End Bridge, right. you know, there's you got traffic coming down, and you need to get over to the, uh, to the right. You know, sometimes there's not a lot of space. To get over there. So I hate when that happens. Uh, and the poll also found that 55% of us think we're better drivers than our parents were in general. I don't. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that either. I'm less douchey than my dad. Remember I told you he had that little Subaru Impreza mm-hmm. that he would roll the windows down on a nice day and play the jive bunny? <laughs> I don't the know. The Jive Bunny Mega Mix. Uh, I don't know, Steve. Yeah. The Jive Bunny was pretty good. Yeah, was it was it really? Yeah. Oh, sure. Do you you don't have that handy, do you? Uh handy uh swing the mood, is that what swing it is? Swing the mood. There yeah, that, you that's go. it. Yeah, that's, that's the, the one. one. Oh, yeah, this, might, this might yeah. This must take you back. Be backing into the driveway with this Yeah. This oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I still feel the embarrassment. Are you gonna have to go back into therapy? Yeah, I'm actually. I was very embarrassed for him. Too. Yeah, yeah. Hard not to look like a total dink when you're playing well, this in your car. I mean, I don't mind a little Glenn Miller here and there, but uh, Glenn Miller mixed with Chubby Checker and uh, the Isley Brothers and every other little. Oh, I love oh, it when they yeah. do those jam medleys. That's, that's terrific. Yeah. Great stuff. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> 823 with Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. Everyone has a project they want to finish. Sometimes it's a dirty and Joan Jett with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's uh, going to be mostly sunny today. Uh, f- 
for the early part of the day. Then showers moving in later on this afternoon with a high of 61. Tomorrow, showers with a high of 60. It's 44 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, I don't want to say uh, exactly who, but the chance another rock star uh, this week. All right. Uh, maybe tomorrow, maybe the day after, we'll uh, we'll let you know. Rock stars. Yes. Uh, Look at that. Rock wall stars to talking to rock stars. How about yeah, that? Yeah, that? You yeah, like that? Yeah. Hey, we're not really rock stars. I like uh, somebody just uh, put together a... Uh, Another great photoshopped image uh, yeah. f- uh, on our behalf. Yeah, it's uh, it's a picture of all the people on the Zoom call at last night's East Hampton School Committee meeting, with uh, with my uh, Zoom uh, screenshot photoshopped in there. Yeah, uh, to make it look like I was peeking in on all the uh, all the people. Well, you kind of were. I mean, you, you were a part I, of it. I didn't know I was I was part of that executive session thing. I I honestly just clicked the link. Thinking that, they, you know, because you hear that these meetings go on for hours at a time. And I yeah. said, all right, well, let me go back to it later on. And when I clicked the link, I didn't realize because somebody else told me what happened. <laughs> he, he was saying what they made everybody leave and then they take a break and then they come back. Yeah. You know, the thing. But they obviously didn't shut off the link for anybody else to join. So that's when she, when Suzanne Colby chimed in and said, uh, Cindy, I just want to let you know that Steve Nagel is showing as a participant. <laughs> I just thought you should know that. You know, yeah. the, the fact that she didn't have to explain Steve yeah. Nagel from Rock 102 on no, the Bax and no, Nagel show no, yeah, means yeah. that you have already yes. been part of this yes, discussion. I, I have reached uh, I have reached uh, celebrity status yeah. among like, the East Hampton School Committee. Because it's clearly not the only time they've discussed you or this show. They all knew who you were. That's great. Yes. I'm To them, I'm known as the infamous Steve Nagel, not the famous Steve Nagel. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a difference yeah. between the... You you're know, public enemy number one in East Hampton. Depending on what narrative you're asking. We have news coming up next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. Areas outdoor needs. 835 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome Hyundai today and get 0% financing on select models. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The East Hampton School Committee met virtually Tuesday night to discuss their options as they continue to look for a new superintendent. Why are, are these not hybrid, at least? Like, you know, some in person and some uh, on Zoom. Like, if, because you can't, because if they're worried about sickness, okay, I get it, fine. Because you can't zap a room full of people, but you can zap, away, say, like a local radio celebrity yes, yes. from a Zoom call. Yeah, I, I really can't express how incredibly proud I am that... <laughs> That my name was mentioned. Yeah, you've done yeah. yeoman's work in this uh, in this yeah. regard. And the way she said it, Steve Nagel is still a participant. Uh, Cindy, yeah. that jerk Steve Nagel yeah. is still on the call. Ladies, please calm down. I'm only here to observe. Now, if they had given you the opportunity, yeah, okay, to actually speak. No, they wouldn't have. No, 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 no. Hypothetical situation. Yeah. If they had given you an opportunity to voice your opinion in some way, would you have addressed them as ladies? Of course I would. Of course you you, would. When in Rome or East Hampton. You have to. I think from now on, anytime there's uh, there's a public meeting in which they're taking comments, you almost have to call them ladies. They've, they're asking for it. They're screaming for it. They love being called ladies. I will make it clear. I inadvertently joined this meeting in executive session. Sure. 
So uh, it wasn't like my intention to do that. No, but, but I realized quickly, oh, yeah, I guess I am part of this private meeting uh, thing. So they had every right to, to terminate my, uh, my connection. I suppose. I just, I just think it's great that they, they know who I am. I'm taking up space in their heads rent free. Isn't that fantastic? How about that? That's so Can't great. Can't get a housing deal like that these days, can you? Not in East Hampton. Uh, all of this comes more than three weeks after the school committee rescinded their initial offer to Dr. Vito Perone, and about a week after their second candidate withdrew herself from the running. After much discussion on what steps would be best to serve the district, the committee has made a decision they will start searching for an interim superintendent. Let's just slow things down and start this process all over and give us some time let's to pick av- a candidate. Let's do what we can to avoid making a reasonable decision in a timely fashion, and let's just bury it. Yes, bury it so so hopefully the voters will forget that all this debacle even happened. Now, I'm sure there are some people, especially those who are in East Hampton, are saying, why are these guys hammering so much on this story about East East Hampton schools? I'll tell you why. Because it's so much freaking fun. It is fun. It's fun. It's fun, but it's also uh, a display of a little bit of transparency. Now people, and I've heard this from a lot of East Hampton residents. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this, the, from what I, what, the, what I heard last night was this kind of stuff has been going on for years. It's just coming to light now how this whole thing works because that Dr. Perone decided to come forward with his information. If he hadn't done that, nobody would be talking about this right now. Well, the thing is, and I don't even know if the people on the uh, school committee realize they've done this. I hope they have. I hope the reasonable ones of uh, of this group have figured this out. What you have here is a disgrace. And uh, mm-hmm. sadly, the people of East Hampton elected these people to commit this disgrace. And so when I read this morning... That they uh, that they were looking to uh, get an interim superintendent mm-hmm. and delay their final decision. Yep. All I could think of is, my God, what cowards these people are! Oh yeah, you know, rather than just say, "Hey, you know what? We may have uh, we may have overstated our outrage. Maybe we might have done uh, these candidates a disservice. Maybe we should reconsider, yeah. you know, opening up again to delay it." Until winter time just shows that the arrogance of this of this committee uh, is not really concerned about whether or not your kids are getting a good education in East Hampton. Well, Lori Garcia uh, put it perfectly. He said, you know, why can't we use this as a true teachable moment? You know what I mean? Like, you know, why can't we do this? Completely and agree. The, and the thing is, nope, we're just moving on from this. We're going to, I'm going to, you know, forget about the third candidate. Uh, he's mm-hmm. a great guy, could be a great future candidate. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and just hire an intern for a year. You know what this boils down? I mean, they just don't, they can't stand the heat of all the, the negativity. They get out of the kitchen. Right. They can't stand the heat of all the negativity that's being you know, thrown back in their faces. And so what they've decided to do is rather than deal with it, walk away from it. Ignore it for a while. Let this die down. What they don't realize is, is once this thing starts all over again, it's gonna start back up again. It's gonna start all over you, again. You don't think anybody's gonna forget that this is what happened the last time? Of course they're not. I certainly won't let anybody forget what happened <laughs> last time. <laughs> not if there's a chance well, they'll mention you by name in a Zoom call. Well, I would, you know, you know what? Maybe that's my uh, my new uh, bucket list. 
Yeah. I have different bucket lists for different things. But my new bucket list now is how many school committee meetings can I get mentioned at throughout Western <laughs> Massachusetts? In fact, I think it should be incumbent upon yeah. all school committees to at least acknowledge your participation whenever that's needed. I uh, I missed the boat on that uh, Patricia Gardner thing over in Palmer. Remember when uh, yeah. the reign of terror was happening yeah, over there? Yeah. Uh, I never got mentioned there. Think about how much uh, how much activity you could have gotten over in Chicopee. Oh, lots of activity. Yeah, we could have really got we could really gotten involved in that one. Speaking of Chicopee, the Chicopee Police Department is hoping to lure officers from other departments with sign-on bonuses. With civil service, they have the option to take lateral transfers. In the past, Chicopee has taken some, but now we're doing an incentive program to to get some in to try to supplement some of the staffing shortages that we have, said uh, Chicopee Police uh, Officer Travis Odiorn. I keep saying that wrong. What's the? Well, how do you say it? It's O-D-I-O-R-N-E. Just like it sounds. Odiorn. Sure, I guess. I don't know. I, I like to be correct when I'm pronouncing, you know, people who yeah. are in official positions names. And I don't like, you know, because I, I used to pronounce uh, Jim Layden, pr- pronounce it Jim Layden. It's actually Leiden, even though right. it's kind of spelled L-E-Y. It's L-Y. You know, that's how you do it. Well, for for example, uh, I always thought the name was Drew Piamonte. Because it turns out it's Droopy Monty. Yeah, Droopy Monty. Oh, no. There's a fire in this building. The city of Chicopee is offering a new incentive to recruit experienced police officers to the force. A lot of departments are having issues with recruiting right now, so the mayor and the chief got together and thought this might be a good idea to boost recruitment a bit. Anyone that comes over will still have to go through our training program. We're not sure if it will be the full program or an abbreviated version based on their training experience that they already have. Uh... You could, police officers can start applying on May 1st, but those with up to three years of experience would get a sign-on bonus of $5,000. Those with three to six years would get $10,000. And those with six-plus years would get $15,000. Wow. And you know, Rock 102 uh, could land you $1,000 if you put the keyword to cash uh, yeah. on rock102.com before midnight tonight. I guess the uh, the Ashley Madison program didn't really work out the last time they had the incentives. <laughs> Those are good incentives. Hey, we'll hook you up with uh, you know, this gal. <laughs> Looking for some fun. Uh, anyway, uh, when you're offering sign-on bonuses in Massachusetts, if you're a civil service department, which we are, Chicopee is, you would need to get the sign-off of their chief and our superintendent. Our superintendent is not going to let anyone go in terms of that, in in terms of sign-on bonuses. Uh, we have seen people leave for Florida where the weather is nicer and they're offering large sign-on bonuses down there to leave for opportunities. Yeah, you got to be competitive with the, yeah. with the job market. So if you want to keep... Uh, some people may not like that, but I mean, you're right. If you want to get the best candidates, sometimes the incentives are necessary. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, sunny to start, then rainy this afternoon with a high of 61. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 60. It's 44 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. How satisfied were you with your home heating system this past winter? If you're ready to save money on your energy bill and have nearly end- Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 851. And Allison Chains of Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's uh, going to be uh, sunny today, sunny to start, then uh, rainy today. Then why, why are you doing that? I always wanted to work at a country music radio oh. station, so I kind of just uh, wanted to see how it felt for a second. How does it feel? Feels pretty darn good there, Baxy. Feels terrible to listen to. Yeah. 
Anyway, it's uh, just like country music itself. Uh, yeehaw! Welcome to Rock 102. You know, we could do that. <laughs> uh, Welcome to the Roadhouse. Anyway, how, how can we set you up with some meats? Uh, it's six, it's uh, six, whatever. It doesn't matter what the weather is. You're throwing me off. Hey, uh, everyone's got a uh, project they want to finish. Sometimes it's a dream home improvement. Sometimes it's an absolute necessity. Rock 102 wants to help you get that project done with uh, Pick Your Project. Uh, brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements. You could win $3,000 in cash, which you can use for all kinds of things, including like replacing your roof or skylight with Dave Miner's Exterior Home Improvements, updating your kitchen with Cal's uh, building supply, designing your dream closet with Masters Custom Closets, and much, much more. You want to win the 3000 bucks? Just go to rock102.com. Sign up one winner chosen at random. It's Pick Your Project, brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements. Uh, visit them at DaveMinerRoofing.com and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Sweet. There you go. Uh, I don't know. I got really nothing uh, here. Uh, nothing? Uh, not Right now is the worst time of year for sunburns. Did you know Now? That? Yeah, because even though the sun is at the same angle it is in August, it's not yeah. as hot, so people don't think to put on uh, sunscreen as much. So the you know it's it's skin cancer awareness month or something like uh, that. And they it, want you to make sure that you're wearing uh, sunblock. It's it's a see I'm not a, I'm not even at the point now where I want to go outside and uh, you know without a, a jacket or long sleeves. I mean, I mean it's it's not that warm enough for me to be like like I you know these guys wear shorts all year. I could never be that kind of guy. I can and I'm as I'm getting older I'm finding myself being cold more often. I knew a guy from high school who would wear shorts to school every single day of the year. Yeah, and still does to this day. I hadn't seen. I have. I haven't seen the guy, and probably you know physically seen the guy in yeah. thirty years or so. But uh, you know, we became friends on on Facebook about ten years ago, and we were just uh, shooting shooting the stuff back and forth. And uh, he says, "I said, hey, do you still wear shorts every day?" And he goes, "Absolutely. No matter. It could be." 20 below zero, and he's still wearing shorts. Couple Never of, understood that. A couple of years ago, I mean, I know a guy who kind of does that. He wears uh, shorts all year round. In fact, he actually wears uh, swimsuits yeah. all year round, like, you know, like lots of flowers and a thin nylon, uh, you know, uh, lining in them, I'm pretty sure. And uh, it's like it's like one of those, uh, like, freezing cold days, like below zero days. Yeah, yeah. And I'm at the gas station. I'm pumping my gas into my car. I'm freezing cold. I got a parka, gloves, a hat, you know, boots, ski pants. And I'm as warm as I could possibly get. Here's this guy uh, walking out with a little sweater and swim trunks. And I'm like, swim trunks, dude. It's like ten degrees below zero. Are you gonna wear big boy pants at some point in your life? Yeah. And this is a guy who's probably you know, late 50s, early 60s. He should have more sense than that. I can't go anywhere without feeling cold. Yeah, I was going to say, last night I'm at a softball game. It's 55 degrees, and I'm freezing my butt off yeah. uh, sitting there. I'm like, oh, I hope this ends soon, yeah. you know, because it's like uh, I can't handle it anymore. Uh, on the opposite side, I yeah. remember like making fun of old people that were like a parka in August. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm getting older, I'm starting to think, well, that makes, that's making more sense to me. Well, it's like going down south. You can tell the people, like the older elderly people that live down there because they're all wearing sweatshirts. Yeah, when right. people from the north come up, it's, you know, it's 70 degrees. Yeah, and, you're and, ju- and you're jumping the ocean. Yeah, and I'm like, let's go to the water, everybody. <laughs> come on. 
Where where is the boogie boards? Let's let's go wave they must, surfing. They must think us New Englanders are total nutcases going into their freezing cold waters. Yeah, I think they they kind of see us that way. It's eight fifty six. Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Rock one hundred two wants.